You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dan, we're back. Uh, Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Gell. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. We're going to be diving into the Saints mailbag after this segment, and I will apologize in advance. There are so many comments in there, we will not be able to get to all of them. But, you know, we'll, we'll try to get to as many as we can. I do appreciate everyone being in here and commenting. The feed has been very active. I appreciate everyone. We've had over 100 people watching this pretty much the whole time. So we'll dive right in. First things first, we did get one comment repeatedly, and it's along the lines of, here's St. John Butler says, the dog will not stand for the Shahid disrespect from 985 Live, even your dog's mad, from Pammy Whammy, the dog knows we suck. (laughs) uh, One more from Eugene Sutherland, the dog is not here for the Rashid slander. I guess maybe that is what's happening. I guess Bailey the dog is a very big Rashid Shaheed fan. I'm a big Rashid Shaheed fan. I want him to play better. I want <laughs> I want him to be more active. He definitely needs to know his assignments. And uh, so I agree. I agree Bailey the dog is correct. I, I don't want to trash Shaheed. I like Shaheed. I think Rashid has been one of the few things that have worked in this offense. But you got to get your assignments right. You know, you can't be having false starts on third and medium uh, like you did against the Patriots. You can't be having these weird disconnects where you're running a flag route and he's throwing a post or no, you're running a post and he's throwing a flag, whatever it was. You know, you got to You got to have those things right. And so I agree. The dog is right. I, it's I just should, odd, I too, with him. It's like you, you wouldn't think. I don't know. He, he seems like he's obviously in his playbook, a guy that has that want and we've seen obviously great ability from him. It just perplexing that I don't know what it's it's much more than having a brain fart kind of thing. Yeah, it's the communication stuff, and and you know part of it could be he's you know you had Chris Olave, he came out of Ohio State. It's a much more pro oriented type offense. I think you come into the league a little bit more prepared. He got reps the entire training camp before his rookie season. He played the entire rookie season. 
Rashid was more slowly brought in. One of the, like people kept complaining he didn't get enough touches last year. Well, one of the reasons is his route tree was limited. His assignments were limited. You were incorporating sure. him into the game plan as you went. And that's not as simple as it sounds. Like everyone takes for granted, you know, how difficult it is to just get your assignment right. And people are like, well, the, the offense is dated. They're not doing enough creative stuff. Well, you know, I think Deuce said this uh, with you yesterday. It's like you can run 90 new plays every week. If you don't run them correctly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Like you could keep installing and installing and installing. If you can't run it the right way, if you can't execute it the right way, then that play, you know, look good on paper. It's not going to work on Sunday. So, you know, that's where I need Shahid to be a little bit more precise. I don't know what it's going to take. Derek Carr said, you know, it's just something they need to work closer together. He needs to maybe simplify some things and make sure they're reading things correctly. I asked, I asked Derek about this today and it's like, you know, how much of communication is, getting the play calls communicated and making sure he knows what the play is versus, you know, reading something like you're looking at the same defense and you need to be in the brain of your quarterback and understand this is what he's going to do. So this is what I have to do and, and vice versa. And right now that's not correct. It seems like they're just not seeing things the same way. And to me, that's what needs to improve with Shahid. And, you know, he probably didn't do a ton of that at Weber State, right? Like it was, I don't think that that was a huge thing that he has done. He's been a return ace his whole career. Um, So to me, that's probably part of it. But, you know, I think the speed that he presents to this offense, and Chris Olave has great speed. It's not Rashid type speed, you know, and that can change games. And we've seen him hit over the top multiple times. He saved Derek's bacon on on an underthrown ball, a badly underthrown ball. Uh, in, in the second half of that game. So, you know, like there's good with the bad um, and, you know, they'll, they'll get it. But is it going to be too little too late by the time this offense feels like it's sorted out? I don't know. Yeah, that that's definitely a problem. The fact that, you know, nothing, nothing so far this season has ever made anyone think, oh, this is, uh, they're firing on all cylinders. Everything looks precise. Uh, just, yeah, a lot, a lot of disjointed plays. It is another comment i tweeted about this today it's from this from comfortable views says we should have saved the money and drafted a qb with these types of results first of all who were you drafting you're gonna go get will levis the guy who drops to the third round right now the the saints did draft a qb they did well well, right (laughs) they did and he's coming back and i think they do like jake hayner right (laughs) they did draft a qb but you know the thing that that gives me that that i get a kick out of is in the Derek carr conversation is the people that say like we should have just gone with a rookie and we would have been better off with a rookie. And like, I need saints fans to, to look in the mirror and understand about themselves. You could not handle a rookie. <laughs> like if, if the saints were in a position that the Falcons are in, right. And they were trying to be like, yeah, Desmond Ritter is the guy. He comes off a three interception game where you lose at home to the commanders. And they're like, we're sticking with him. You're telling me that this fan base would have be having any any less of a meltdown with the team st- sticking with Desmond Ritter over Taylor Heineke, which that's what the Falcons are doing after right. a three interception game after laying a dud in London. You're you're telling me that this fan base would be like, let's do it. The needle's pointing up. We got this. No, there that that would be no better. So like, it's not about suffering through a rookie. It's like the Panthers. They did everything that people seem to think the Saints should do. They hired a new head coach, fired Matt Rule last season, traded up, got the number one overall pick. They're zero six right now. <laughs> How's that working for you? Right, right. So I just think I just get a kick out of it. Like, 
what you you mentioned that what Saints fans want to happen, and guess what? They're also doing changing play calling. Yes, yes, <laughs> and, and it's like here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. Just be honest with yourself. <laughs> it's not easy dealing with a rookie quarterback. Heck, it's not easy dealing with a veteran quarterback. Look at what the Giants are dealing with. They're one in five. They just invested in their quarterback, and somehow their team just fell off a cliff. You know, the Bills, four and two, barely by the skin of their teeth. They paid all the money to the quarterback, right? The 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 Cardinals invested in their quarterback. They drafted a number one overall quarterback. They paid him. Well, where's that gotten them? They fired a head coach. You know, they're, they're starting Josh Dobbs right now. Now, it's not because Kyler can't play. It's because he's hurt. But, you know, it's not as simple as it sounds of saying like, yeah, let's go get a quarterback. Look at Kenny Pickett. Like, do you think the Saints would be better off with Kenny Pickett right now? No. So, I mean, just it, it, it's, it's the reality you're in, you know, and if, they, if the Saints had a rookie quarterback right now, they would not be three and three. They would be worse. This team was not looking to do that. We know from the season before they were in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. So they were clearly going after a veteran presence for what they knew they had in place with this offense, who they could still considered a playoff contender. Here's a good comment. And yeah, we're going to just go through these rapid fire here. Okay. Uh, this comment from Tara T mama smack a Smith. Great name. Uh, it says I was getting a new AC unit put in today. Guy just left one Raider fan. The other was a Broncos fan. The Broncos fan said, y'all can have Sean back. <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke to be made with the AC and the fan. I don't know if we got to it. But, yeah, I mean, talk about a team that's having some uh, some second thoughts. <laughs> what uh, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, the combination that everyone thought was going to blow up. Nope. <laughs> keep losing. Uh, what, what draft pick is it that the Saints get from them? Their second round pick. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, I mean – they may very well tank for Caleb. I mean, they, like they're in a scenario like it's going to be tough to do because Russ is has not, is not going to be incentivized to be that bad right. late in the season. But hey, maybe they run some of those Johnny Manziel naked bootlegs to like intentionally get him hurt to get him out of the game. Because so I'm pretty sure that's what the Browns were doing to Johnny Manziel by the time it was over. They were just like they were just hanging him out to dry. I mean, like if he gets hit enough, he'll get hurt. Oh, um, Sean will just call that guy that punctured who, uh, what's his name's lung? The doctor on the oh, chart? Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, the, the, he was on the, the, he played for the Giants last night. He played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was Tyrod Taylor. Uh, that was the Chargers, the, the, the Chargers team doctor, because Tyrod Taylor was starting for the Chargers over Justin Herbert. And they punctured his lung with an injection. Man. Anyway. Right, don't don't complain about Saints trainers, please. Seriously. Yeah, here's another one. It says, we should have just rebuilt this year. I don't know why. That's so hard to do. It would have been nicer because we could have cleaned house with the front office and coaches. Why? Because this is a team that's invested in being competitive for its fans. And and like I get why that's kind of annoying in the sense that's like you feel like there are things they could have done to make the ceiling a little higher. I think this is just a team that values being competitive. And so if they have an option, if they have the option of being competitive and winning and, and fighting for a playoff spot versus tanking and, and clearing the salary cap and putting a team on the field that is not good enough to win, then they're, they're, they're going to go the route of being competitive. And call it, we'll call it what you want. I appreciate that, right? Like I don't like seeing teams go in the tank because a lot of times they never get out of it. There's there's too many weapons on this offense for people to be talking about tanking. 
I, I don't know. I, unless you're really you're talking about clearing a lot of house, then if you're, you're getting rid of some of these names, that's what's frustrating to me so much with this year too, is the fact that you, you can rattle off the laundry list of guys that are playmakers, and it's just it's still not getting done because of execution. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, like I again, I've said this, and I'll keep saying it. I've I appreciate a team that wants to win, right? Because I mean, once you become a once once you train yourself to lose, you're just going to lose. And you can say Dennis Allen. You know, that's another thing. It's like Dennis Allen. Everyone says like, oh, he's eighteen and forty one. Why didn't why don't they fire him? It's like because they're not looking. They're like if they were going to hold his Raiders head coaching record against him, they would have done that. Like they're not looking at the Raiders. They're looking at he is. 10 and 13 as a Saints head coach. And that's not good either. But like, that's the number. That is the number. 10 and 13 right now. It's not 18 and 41. It's 10 and 13. That's what this Saints team is going to look at. <laughs> and it need, and that's not good enough either. But I just, it's so funny. It's like, I'm like oh, 18 and 41. That number means nothing. I, I just want to see m- more W's coming in the win column and, and, and touchdowns being scored because... The brand of football we're, we're seeing ain't working it, when it hasn't been since last season, and it still hasn't gotten on any kind of clear path right now. That's the problem I see, too. There's no – I don't see even a vision right now of, of using these weapons correctly. Uh, Pammy Whammy, crazy thing is we may win Thursday. That's how inconsistently inconsistent we are. I, I think, totally agree. I agree. I think they probably <laughs> do win Thursday, especially if they go against the back of a quarterback. Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, and might, the Jags. That might make it worse. We're facing CJ Beathard, and you know, you know, the certain doom impending if you lose to him, what would happen? That is true. That is true. <laughs> it would be, yeah, that, that would be a twist of the knife. Big dog Q. I haven't felt this low as a Saints fan or as a fan since Mike Ditka and Jim Hazlitt days. This coaching staff is probably worse because of the lack of accountability. I, I understand. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna fault that because right now we have not seen anything that puts them outside of that range. Right. So, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't disagree with that take. Like that's the type of success you've seen so far. No, I mean, it's hard coming off the glory days of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Uh, Have you seen the meme where it's like the coach that Denver thought they were getting and it's Sean Payton holding the Super Bowl trophy. And then, Oh, the coach that Denver got and it's Kevin James dressed as Sean Payton in that Netflix movie. Fair. I I can get on board (laughs) with that. Here's Eugene Sutherland. Uh, it's damn tough being a Saints fan in the middle of Del- middle of Philadelphia these days. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, and then Philadelphia falling from the ranks of the undefeated. Such a weird week. We saw San Fran, uh, Philly lose. Uh, a ton of injuries to a lot of big names, too. Weird things happen, right? The NFL is a league where any team can beat any other team. And if you don't think that's possible, look at what happened with the Jets. What? The Jets beat the Eagles 20 to 14. The Browns beat the 49ers 19 to 17. The Lions beat up on the Bucks. The Raiders beat the Patriots. That's the least surprising number, like <laughs> result. Um, but it is also funny because Josh McDaniels got some revenge on Bill Belichick there. You know, the Dolphins beat up on the Panthers. That's not a surprise. You know, it's 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 just a weird league, man. It's a weird league. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's why you look at it and you say, yeah, the Saints can improve. 
they need to improve, and I think they can. So I don't know. It's uh, it was good to see Atlanta look like they. Hey, maybe they were getting a little momentum for them going. They were undefeated at home this season, and then Washington comes in there and stomps them, goes out with a victory. Uh, that that was awesome. Uh, I was so surprised though. When is that team going to end up? You know, making the move at quarterback. I I thought we'd be seeing Tyler Heineke a lot sooner over there. Desmond threw three interceptions in that game. No, no, he's good. It's not a good look. <laughs> it's not a good look. Um, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, like, that's the that's a quarterback the Saints could have, right? Like, that's the, when you're talking about the Saints should turn to a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback. That's the type of quarterback you're talking about. You're not getting you're not, you're not getting Pat Mahomes. You're not getting a top ten pick. You're getting the guy who drops out of the first round, right? Well, yeah. From last year, who would you have hit on? Are you you're not getting who who were you going after? last year of getting this young quarterback uh that's you know if, if you're, you're saints fan i, I know I mean, it's you're not, not you're not trading up you're probably ended up with will levis yeah who, which who could be good i mean we haven't seen him right the exactly. titans are probably gonna have to give him get him in there before long because i think ryan tano got hurt and he's been terrible i know that because i had to start him in fantasy in our 2qb league i had aaron Rodgers and deshaun watson Ugh. that's not gone well i'm stuck with zach wilson and ryan Tannehill. ryan Tannehill got like one point and I think, yeah, they, the reports were that I think Tannehill left the the game in crutch on crutches. Yeah, not a not a good look. Um, we have a comment from Carl Marky Marks, not a fan of DA. He says DA isn't the leader. Pete is a fraud, and the O line is held together by prayer duct tape. That's fair. That's more than fair. That's exactly what's happening right now, and a lot of duct tape at this point. No discipline, bad play calling, poor execution. These are problems that only get solved with a new coaching staff. Maybe you're right. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I. Either way, you're not you're not like that. The thing is, you know, people are saying fire DA, fire DA, fire Pete Carmichael. I think there's a chance that happens, but it's not happening midseason. Like that's something that like you can ask a lot of questions about this team. One thing we know about this team is they are loyal to a fault. (laughs) They're not firing these guys midseason. Yeah, I might Um, look at maybe they consider something going on with the offensive line coaching staff kind of thing and maybe getting new players there. But that's not happening until next year, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I could see some position coaches getting moved around. I could see some changes. Yeah. And maybe you do change the play calling duties. I think that is the first one thing that you can trigger and you really should consider. But this idea that they're going to fire someone in season, they're not going to do it because you're not going to get better doing that. Like, you're not, that's, that's, that's not something that's going to help this team this year. If you think that you can improve things long term by changing the coaching staff and moving on and resetting the deck this offseason, Sure, but you're not getting anywhere. You're not, you're not improving by throwing an interim head coach in the mix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think you'd have to lose four of the next five going into the bye if you're going to – they would seriously make a move. You're talking about, like, play calling even. I, yeah. I don't see that happening during the season really either. I don't know. If you – It'd have to be extreme. Well, like I said, so you have that 10-day break coming up. And if you are going to rejigger things in that way, I could see it happening if you go out and lose to the Jags with C.J. Beathard. 
in like a low scoring game and like a nine, six game, because you just cannot get anything done offensively. I could say like, to me, that should be enough. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this offense is going to, is going to bounce back. I think that's kind of what we're going to see with this team. They're going to do that yo-yo, right? Who's blocking though? Who's blocking? That's a good question. (laughs) I think you know, I did get a text earlier. I think they they want me to come try out. Um, No, please. No, that wouldn't happen. Okay, so uh, run over, right? Yeah, the, 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 I would I would run and hide. I, you know, I would throw the Olay block. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what you're going to see with this team. And, and, you know, it is probably a sign of coaching that isn't up to snuff is you're going to see a game where they just don't show up and then you're going to, you know, they're going to get read the riot act and they're going to they're going to lock in and they're going to have a really good week of practice and they're going to be prepared and they're going to go out and they're going to play well. And then they're going to get, excited about it and not play well the next week. And, you know, that's got, that, that's got to change. And if it doesn't, yeah, I do think you fired the coach, but thanks Carl for the, for the comment. It is, you know, it's, it's fair. It's all fair. I'm just looking. I see the last comment coming in from marvelous. Can you highlight that one? Marvelous. Why not replace the quarterback? I've got a, uh, what is it? A hundred million re- reasons why. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who are you? Yeah, I guess you could say put a Jameis in there. <laughs> they're not doing that. Whether they should or not, they're not doing that. Exactly. I mean, it's not not going to happen. You know, it's again, it's like it's just it's just you're going down with the ship here. Um, you made this bed, you're going to sleep in it. The Keeping It Real Who Dat Sports Podcast. They're always in here having a good time. You can go check them out. It says, why many of you think a new coaching staff is going to come in here and work with some magic fairy dust and the Saints go from the middle of the pack to a contender? You are fooling yourself. Like, I, 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 that's kind of where I'm at too. You know, like, I'm, I'm also not thrilled with how things have gone or how things have been going. But that's the point. It's like, so you fire DA. Who takes over? Does this team get better? No. It's not that simple. Right, the, the, like, po- the popular one is definitely John Gruden gets mentioned. Then hiring John Gruden. <laughs> this team finally got out of the NFL's doghouse. <laughs> they're not going to dive back into it. Right, like Sean's that. in Denver. Leave us alone, and then uh, they're going to finally go getting some some penalty calls. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 pass interference they they threw late uh, for Mike Thomas. You're not getting that with Sean here. Get out of here. <laughs> They, they, it was like it was like the the ref was like, oh, this is the Saints. Oh wait, yeah, we we don't do that anymore. We're gonna, we're gonna throw it out there. No, I I agree with you too. It's like the, this is the we're going down with the ship kind of deal. Uh, there's there's nothing coming at, at change wise. I don't know what folks are. You know, it's not like you, you mentioned Ronald Curry as a possibility, obviously, but I don't think the team. Or maybe Curry's even ready to take over that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but so Dre Day says it's extreme now. Are we going to wait until week 15? It's not extreme. I, like, like, have some perspective here, right? Like, there are, there are examples of extreme ineptitude going on. You saw it with the Panthers last year. But you're seeing it in, with teams that have completely gone in the tank. And there's no way out of it. Right, like you don't fire a coach mid-season if there is a route to the playoffs still existing. You don't. And right now, you're three and three. The goal has to be the people in the building make things better. And how you do that, there are a lot of variables. You can make changes. 
But this idea that anyone's going to clean house at three and three is silly. It's nonsense. It's, it's comical. You know, it, it's, it's just not going to happen. But, you know, I, I do think, again, it's like people take that as like, oh, yeah, you're just in, in for DA and in for this and in for that. No, I want to see changes. But, you know, changes that are actually meaningful and, and not just this. Like one of the things that annoys me is it's like change to change. Just, to, you know. Yeah. Change will always be better. And it's like there is also a scenario where it's worse. Look at the Giants. Look how many coaches they've gone through in the last five years since they replaced Tom Coughlin. Like, I mean, Ben McAdoo was better off driving a bus, but even he got him to the playoffs and then completely fell off. Brian Dable, you know, that seemed to go well. Now it's not anymore. Pat Shermer, Joe Judge. Like, I always thought uh, Lovey Smith got done wrong in Chicago. Yeah, and then yeah, there's there's certain teams do it a different way, right? Like the Bengals kept, uh, oh, what's his name, Marvin Lewis on forever, you know, and uh, you know the yeah. Cowboys kept Jason Garrett on for a long time, the Steelers kept Mar- or no uh, Mike Tomlin on forever. Um, so I mean, the, you can do it multiple different ways, but the Saints team is they do it their way, uh, and whether you can disagree with it, but that's just how they're going to do it. So yeah, but I do think like one thing that annoys me is. You know, and, and 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 people kind of say like, well, you're just you're downplaying this. You're not reacting as strongly as you should. And to me, it's like if you always have the panic meter at a 12 out of 10, what happens when it should be at a 12 out of 10? Like it's like when you're calling a game, when you hear someone announcing a game and they they go nuts for a touchdown at the end of the first quarter. It's like, well, what happens for the game winning score you know what happens when there's actually a crazy play how can you go any higher Dwayne Wade ruined an entire dunk competition one year by giving out a 10 to a just a to, to like a, just a simple dunk and then it was like well where do we go from here now everyone's getting 10s for everything and you know when your panic meter is always at a 10 there's nothing that can be done about it I typically hover at a safe four to six and then when things get real bad I bump it up to like a 7.5 that's about where I am right now. But there is room. You got to leave room, right? Because to me, in my position and the way I kind of approach the media space from my own perspective, for me to go out there and say, this coach should be fired. If I'm going to do that, it better mean something. I'm not saying that on a whim. I better mean that and I better be able to stand behind it. And if I do that at every instance where things go poorly, then it means nothing, right? So to me, that's kind of where I uh, where I approach it. Like I'm not going to come at you at a 12 every day. There's a there is a 12. There is a version of me that's a 12. <laughs> but you're only going to see it if it's merited, and and if you do see it, you're gonna you're gonna know it anyway. Clear the area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clear the decks. It's going off. Um, but yeah, like that's uh, anyway. It's easy to just think you just snap your finger to make a change kind of thing. It, it, it just, it's done. Well, I just like, I see people in the media space that are just constantly just, just, you know, the end is nigh and there's no way back from this. And, you know, there, there is a, there is an element of that in, in like, yeah, there are problems and you do need to fix them, but you got to identify what they are. It's not just a sweeping declaration. This is broken and it's unfixable. You know, like, what are the fixes? Where do you, where do you make them? And if you can figure that out, then you can improve. Whoever had that message to us before, I, we definitely need more duct tape for this week for the O-line. 
Yeah, well, we're, we're, we have a roll of duct tape here. We have plenty. This, we, got, we can get as much as we need. Where do we put it? Right? <laughs> Let's find it. Let's find those, those spots. And that's what coaching staffs have to be able to do. If they fail in doing that, that's what gets you fired. If the locker room crumbles, if you lose the locker room, which people keep saying, DA lost the locker room for this, for that, for this, for that. Guys, I go in the Far locker room. Me. They're fine. <laughs> you know, like they don't like losing any more than you like watching them losing. I would argue that they dislike it a lot more. You know, this is their livelihood. But the idea that like there's there's grumbling going on or they're like sitting in the corner, like planning the demise of, of the coach and the quarterback. That's that's all that's in your mind. Now, that can't happen. Like you see it around the league. And that's when coaches get fired is when that actually does start to happen. Um, and I think. There's there's always kind of the cracks that start to show of like things are going so poorly that these guys are not able to that the leaders are not able to lead that the that the the people who exist in that locker room to kind of mold everything into the shape that it's supposed to be and put that product out on the field on Sunday. If they stop being able to do that, that's when the locker room gets lost. Um, And, you know, simply playing badly is not losing the locker room. I'm laughing because I see St. John Butler typing into us. Pretty sure Jake Hayner was taking snaps at left tackle. If that's the case, that's like you or I getting thrown in there. I'm bigger than Jake Hayner. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Blake Groupie going in there. Have you ever seen Not Another Teen Movie? Yes. There's that scene where he throws to the kid and he gets like <laughs> torn in half in the end zone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm worried that Jake that Blake's going to try to make a tackle on a kickoff and something like that's going to happen to him. Uh, Jake, Jake's the same way. Like Jake, Jake's tiny dude. Anyway, I, I feel like I've ranted. I mean, there's so many comments in here. I couldn't possibly get to them all. I appreciate I, everyone. And you know what? It I, I get it with everybody. It was painful to watch this game. And like I said before, Jeff, it was just so odd. So many different little elements were just off and threw obviously everything off kilter. And like I said, the starting, I think it just started with that turnover that we turned over and and that was just, it went to shit from there. There's always a point in an NFL game. That's going to go badly where it's like, this is not their day. You know, (laughs) that was it. That was it. It happened early. And it's like, it all kind of like that. That's the like I said, they should have been up 10-0 in that game. They should have gotten that ball. They should have made that field goal. <laughs> and they should have gotten that ball. And then all of a sudden, C.J. Stroud is reeling a little bit. The Saints get the ball in plus territory. Worst case, there should be up six. Uh, anyway, it's um, that was that moment. That was the that was the it's not your day moment. And then it only got worse. Like when you miss a 29-yard field goal, when you <laughs> intercept a ball, and then fumble it before you can even run an offensive play and miss a 29-yard field goal in the same game. <laughs> Man, that's just not your day. It's actually happened twice this year where the Saints have gotten a, a critical turnover and the next, the very next thing they did was give it back. <laughs> Gross, right. Disgusting. <laughs> like, I, I can't remember the last time that happened, period. Like... The meet around is a good example of one. Like those are pretty memorable moments when they happen. It's happened twice this year. It's nine 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 ninety two RAS with a good comment. Says Carolina got the wrong QB because of their owner. It did sound like that. Frank Wright came out and talked about like kind of the ownership yeah. being involved, and he was like, oh, "Everyone does it differently." <laughs> but it's like like you're not saying it, but you're saying it. 
Yeah, pretty um, much. That. I think there was a clip too of the QB coach Josh McCown telling uh, CJ Stroud something like, "Yeah, hey, we'll get together on the weekends uh, for some golf for something," and it was like insinuating that, "Hey, we're taking you, and I'll be I'll be talking to you soon." I I, I remember that when it happened. I think that was they were talking about the visit, like he was going to take a visit. Okay. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. You got anything else you want to hit before we go? Uh, no, just hoping. You know, we get some health back, obviously, and we see some good football this week because uh, that was another thing about last game. It was just it, it wasn't fun football to watch. Agreed. But all right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Inside Black and Gold. We'll be back at you on Wednesday. That's when we're going to do our preview episode. We don't have time for a midweek episode this week because we're just going to be getting right into the Jaguars Saints matchup. We probably will know a lot more about Trevor Lawrence's status. So that'll be something we'll be able to get into. Hopefully we can get a Jaguars guest to kind of dive in to what they've been doing. Head coach Doug Peterson seems to be running a pretty tight ship over there. So we'll have to see, but thanks everyone for joining. Uh, Hopefully this was cathartic for some, some of you. It was a rough Sunday. Uh, Hopefully there are better weeks ahead. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Noak. You can follow Matt Steve Geller, WWL. You can follow the show at Saints underscore pod. Check out the latest news, notes, and analysis at WWL.com. And Steve, how are you feeling? You good? I'm definitely down this Monday, man. Uh, it, I, I, you know, people talk about how the football team can affect you for the week. And yeah, definitely starting off on a down note, just how everything in the game went. And then just even with the injury report coming out, just the fears of the O-line realized. So I'm just going to go in a dark, deep hole and cry a little till the next pod. Yeah, I think I said before we came on, like, I don't like I don't like who I am when I'm watching the Saints play football. <laughs> I get it. Totally. <laughs> anyway. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Who dat? Go Saints. Still. Thursday night, baby. Easy, y'all. Peace.